Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. Starting today on Netflix, Squid Game The Challenge, which is inspired by the TV series Squid Game. It has 456 people vying for $4.56 million. And there are Hawaii people in the mix. We're getting a chance to talk to somebody who's involved with a pretty big project. We're talking with producer extraordinaire Bobby Silva. Bobby, how are you, bro? Good. How's it going, Billy? Good. Um, first of all, before we jump into this big project that you are a part of, let's talk about you for a couple of moments. Where you grew up? Uh, I grew up in Kailua, local boy, right here on Oahu. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what did you want to do? What school you went? Kailua um, High School? <clears throat> went to Midpac. Um, you know, um, uh, School of the Fine Arts. Thank you very much. Nice. Uh, yeah, and eventually, uh, you know, went to went to college at, at uh, University of Hawaii. Uh, go Warriors. Um, I was supposed to be a lawyer. Really? Graduated the political science degree, but ultimately, um, you know, following the footsteps of my father, who was a police officer, but an actor, I fell into acting. Um, started doing stunt work and water work, uh, which eventually led me to California to pursue an acting career and a stunt career, which I just kind of fell into uh, becoming a producer. And um, I love it. It's a lot more of a little bit, a little bit more of a creative aspect for me to kind of flex my my, my mental muscles and do some story building and stuff. Okay, so. so Dad was an actor. Did he do like did he do Hawaii Five O? Hawaii Five O, Magnum PI. Wow, yes. the original Magnum the original, PI. And he always played a cop. That was the best thing. He was he was a police officer in real life, and he played a police officer on TV. So, okay. Yeah. So what did you get a chance to act in? So yeah. I uh, started in Baywatch Hawaii, and we were talking about it earlier. You know, yeah. um, I, I did water work. I was uh, I was a stuntman on that. <clears throat> um, did a bunch of uh, movies here in the islands, you know, back, I think Pearl Harbor, Waterworld were the two big ones that I did. Uh, and then eventually when I moved to Los Angeles, um, I started doing a lot of stunt work, tactical work. I'm in all the Transformers movies, shooting and chasing giant, giant, giant robots. Uh, I did a couple of comedies uh, here and there. Um, pretty much everything I could get my fingers into. I, I pop up in a lot of stuff. I was a, I was a boxer and million dollar baby. So a lot of things in the early 2000s I kind of, kind of got into. And then, um, you know, that led into a friend of mine saying, hey, we're working on a game show. You know, you've got a lot of experience, you know, behind the camera. Can you come help us? And that was my first step in the producing stuff. Uh, and then from there, it just kind of, you know, went to a point where I was really able to tell people stories. And as a casting producer, that's really essential for me to be able to find somebody and go, hey, you do this, this, and this in your life, but you make a great character in this scenario. So that's what I do now. You know, basically I find people I say, you know, you'd be great for this, and I kind of, you know, well, I produce them to be who they are on different types of reality competition shows, dating shows, baking shows, you name it, I've done it. It's all, all across the board. You know, you mentioned reality shows. Uh, the pandemic hit and everything basically shut down, and reality shows, it seemed like, were the first things to keep going or to kick off yeah exactly um i think that's uh because there was uh you know a surplus of them that was made and whatnot and so people so i want to say like networks already had shows set done and filmed but also i feel like the the way that those shows are shot is very much containable you know they talk about doing things in a bubble mm. um 
it's not like we're filming on the city street and we have to close things down. A lot of it are done on sound stages and, you know, everybody can kind of be set. So going through the pandemic, I think reality TV really did take a step forward and kind of grow. SAG-AFTRA, too. I mean, that seemed to be the only things that to be able to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's because of the structure that they had, which, you know, looking at the whole strike and things right now, that that is a big push for getting that structure and getting people safe in work environments and living wages a lot more tightened in. So I'm, I'm really much behind that. I, I'm part of the SAG, you know, I'm, I'm part of SAG. I've been there, been part of SAG since geez, 1999, so almost 25 years. Talk about, and I realize that you can't tell us everything, but you are part of a big project that you have been involved with. Yes. That's coming soon to a small screen. I, I want to say proudly this is the biggest thing I've ever done. Um, Squid Game The Challenge. Attention players. You will now compete for our biggest cash prize in reality show history. It is the reality version of the season one of the hit show. And it is... Gonna be bananas. When I say it's the biggest thing ever, it's the biggest cast ever in reality TV. We had to cast 456 people <laughs> for episode one. Now I'm, I'm, I'm not talking. Wow. I'm not talking like 12 main characters and a bunch of background characters. Every single one of those people, and this is this is was, you know, the big beast of my my job. Every single one of those people had to be carry had to carry the entire show because from the get go. From the start, we it had, could have been anybody. It could have been anybody, and it could it could be anybody. When you watch the show in episode one, you're going to see all these people, and you're going to go, one of those 456 is going to win this thing. So for me, as a casting producer, the greatest thing with this is I really got to dive into, you know, the diversity of what we were looking for. People with different jobs from different, um, you know, backgrounds with different hobbies, different looks, different styles, but every single one of them had a yearning to play the game with this crazy energy. And they all were like fans of the show, which was incredible because it was such, you know, it was such a hit. And I think the one thing that really clicked with everybody, when you watch Squid Games, you put yourself in that scenario and you go like, oh my God, if I was in that situation, what would I do? So this show we put together literally gave people the chance for that. What's the number again? 400. 456. 456 people. Yes. Are these 456 people from the United States or? Around the world. We had uh, we had three major teams casting this thing. We had two in the United States. We had one in the UK. Um, I was part of the West Coast team, uh, which, which was kind of fun for me. You know, um, being back home, living in Hawaii now, but having lived in Los Angeles for 20 years, you know, I had great connections and, and really got to find those great people. Um, but we have people from all over the planet competing in this thing, you know. Um, thankfully, the first season of Squid Games is all based in Korea. It's Korean television. This is, you're going to see people from everywhere competing in this thing. What do you want to tell the audience right now to entice them to watch? Well. That you can tell us about. That I can tell you about. Yeah. Um, one of the things I pride myself as a local boy is getting people from the islands to compete in some of these crazy shows I do. So I'm not going to name any names, but I did get a handful of really great local people into the cast. You know, we've got a former Miss Hawaii, got, got an up-and-coming comedian with a passion for their local girlness. You guys are going to love them. But keep your eyes out for those Hawaiian characters. Also, keep your eyes out for, you know, what's going to happen in the game. If you watch the show, there's, there's twists and turns, there's backstabbing. You know, it, it, it allows you to really get to know the characters as they progress and I think that's one of the big things too like pick out your favorite people like figure out who's going to make it as far as they can and really kind of root for those people 
Okay, so make sure that you're watching for this is going to be on Netflix, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, uh, Bobby, wow, the, it's been amazing what you've been able to be involved with, but this the biggest thing that you've ever done. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to finally see uh, the fruits of the labor come to you know come to effect and, and watch myself and see how it goes. Bobby, thank you for coming in and of talking. Of course, Billy, thank you, thank you much for the interview. If anybody wants to follow you, uh, social media, producer.dad.superhero.surfer. That's me. You can find me. Okay, Hawaii News Now. Mahalo for listening to Island Beat. You can listen to any of these shows anytime and anywhere you go. Head to hawaiinewsnow.com slash podcasts. Mahalo mapono, aloha, ahoy ho. Aloha.